0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 27 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading chapter 5 of Acts today, and our focus is on civil obedience and civil disobedience. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. We are a daily 10 minute show where we dig into the truth of the Word of God one chapter at a time. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Hamburg, Germany, parts unknown China, Odisha, India, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Madison, Wisconsin, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Scotland, United Kingdom, where one person downloaded over a 100 episodes today. Good luck with that. Thank you all for listening. Please check out our website, Bible2021.com. Please tell a friend about the show. Great comment. From listener Where What Huh on yesterday's podcast, which was about the exclusive claims of Jesus being the only way to heaven, he says, The exclusivity statement here, along with Jesus' own claims, such as John 14, 6, condemns any religion which says that Jesus was a way to God or to divinity or to nirvana. Jesus is either the way, the one and only way, or else no way at all. Any religion that seeks to co-opt Jesus as some sort of ascended master, a wise teacher, or an inspired prophet does so at great peril because Jesus cannot logically be any of those things alone. G.K. Chesterton points this out in his book, The Everlasting Man, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity, and Josh McDowell in More Than a Carpenter. Either Jesus was and is the creator God of the universe, or else he is no one at all. Couldn't have said it Better myself, my friend. Well done. There is not an in-between with Jesus. He is either who he claimed to be or some sort of fraud or madman. Well, today we tackle a topic that everyone has an opinion on and lots of rationalizations about. But I do wonder, do we have a biblical answer to the question of civil disobedience and civil obedience? When should Christians obey a government directive and when should Christians disobey a government directive? Well, today's Acts 5 chapter is loaded with topics, but our focus is going to be on how the apostles respond to the order of the ruling authorities to not preach about Jesus. Well, spoiler alert, they disregard that law and when confronted, they give a very succinct reason. Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this manner? Asked the Sanhedrin in, Matthew, in Acts 5.28. Look, you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than people. So let's go ahead and call verse 29 our verse of the day. We must obey God rather than people. Let's go ahead as well and read the whole chapter. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. However, he kept back a part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it and after it was sold? Wasn't it at your disposal? Why is is it that you have planned this thing in your heart? You have not lied to people, but to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, and a great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter asked her, did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly she dropped dead at his feet, and when the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and on all who heard these things. Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles— They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. As a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. In addition, a multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up. He and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail during the night, brought them out, and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. When the high priest and those who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and set "'sent orders to the jail to have them brought. "'But when the servants got there, "'they did not find them in the jail, "'so they returned and reported, "'We found the jail securely, "'locked with the guards standing in front of the doors, "'but when we opened them, we found no one inside. "'As the captain of the temple police "'and the chief priests heard these things, "'they were baffled about them, "'wondering what would come of this. "'Someone came and reported to them, "'Look!' The man you put in jail are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the commander went with the service and brought them in without force because they were afraid the people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin, and the high priest asked, Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He said to them, Men of Israel, be careful about what you are about to do to these men. Some time ago Thutis rose up claiming to be somebody and a group of about four hundred men rallied to him. He was killed and all his followers were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the censors, and... The census and attracted a following, he also perished and all of his followers were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, stay away from these men, leave them alone. For this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. They were persuaded by him. After they called in the apostles and had them flogged, they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and released them. Then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf of the name. Every day in the temple and in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah." Well, amen. Once again, our verse of the day, Acts 5.21, we must obey God rather than people. So how do we balance the behavior of the apostles here with several other clear New Testament commands like Romans 13.1 and 2, which says, let everyone submit to the governing authorities since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. Wow. How about Titus 3.1? Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Or 1 Peter chapter 2.12-17. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that when they slander you as evildoers, They will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day he visits. Submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and praise those who do what is good. For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves. Honor everyone, love the brothers, fear God, honor the emperor. So those are strong verses that don't really allow us a lot of wiggle room or loopholes or exceptions, but I do think we find one very important one in both Acts 4 and Acts 5, when the ruling authorities command us to do something that God commands us not to do, or, on the other hand, they command us to not do something, like Daniel praying to God, for instance, that God commands us to do. We must say the same thing that Peter and John said to the Sanhedrin. We must obey God rather than human commands. Other than that one exception, the commands and teachings of the Bible, the New Testament in particular, tell us to obey and submit to the ruling authorities, and our doing so will be a testimony to the lost, it says, And silence the ignorant of foolish people, it says, and we won't find ourselves in the position of opposing what God has set up, as Paul points out to us in Romans 13. Well, let us end the show with our Bible memory verse for the month of January, Mark 115. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Well, friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day to you and Godspeed.